It's the afternoon stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. Everybody stay calm. Sure. Stay Let's take some calls from the public, shall we? Join the afternoon stretch now at 615-844-5600. Now here's Bruno and Zach. Four o'clock here in the Music City, so you know what time it is. Time for the afternoon stretch here on Nashville Sports Radio. No Bruno Reagan today or for a while or ever. I don't know. Who knows what the future is going to have? He's gone for at least a guaranteed eight weeks right now because if you haven't been following us on Twitter or following him on Twitter, uh, he had got a call from the D.C. Defenders and is going to be back in the XFL. So the third iteration of the XFL and his second stint with the third iteration of the XFL. Bruno back in to spring football. Uh, good luck to him. Uh, wish him all the best, but uh, he will be, we will be Bruno less going forward. Uh, but we have Devlin McKenzie here today. Devlin, how are you doing? It's real unfortunate. <laughs> I'm good. Uh, did you watch any basketball this weekend? There's, dude, look. It's so much fun. There, there was so much going on. There was so much outside of even Bruno leaving, right? There was just so much sports material happening locally, nationally. I feel lost. I feel lost also for the fact that we had two shows last week. Mm -hmm. And one of them, this is my first time back in the studio in a week. In like a full, I feel like I've been on vacation. There's a lot to catch up on. There's a lot to get get caught up on. There. Then you got the news today that the Bears are going to trade their first-round pick, so that opens up a whole new can of worms. We have a lot to get over today, okay? that That's that's my long-winded answer to say we have a lot to get, get going on. There's so much has changed that even right here in the studio, what's up with all the bobbleheads? When did that happen? Um, There's bobbleheads everywhere. Yeah, yeah, no, So at some point last week, I think we had them in the kitchen area, and I think... Somebody was like, well, I don't know, what, what's the point? Like, no one's looking at these in here, so let's put them in front of a camera. <laughs> it's it's the greatest who's who of Memphis basketball bobbleheads are all in here. I see Shane Battier, Mike Conley, OJ Mayo. I mean, uh, uh, look, they got Mike Miller over there. Uh, who else they got out here? They got they so many of them. Uh, Mark Gasol is right there. Uh, Jason Williams, I imagine, is out here somewhere. I, I think uh, uh, who's the the current one? John Morant's right here in front of me. Uh, uh, Prince, Prince. Oh man, what was his first name? I don't know. I, I can't this remember. Is the Prince. First time I've actually sat and looked at these. I I, I mean, I like I, I know they were there, but I never just looked at them. Was, I didn't know they were all Grizzlies players. I see little play. I just see little men on the table when I step into the studio for the first time in the week, and everything's changed. Everything's different. It feels everything. Everything is completely different, not only as a show, right? Bruno's gone, but also as just the world of sports. And then Damian Lillard's out dropping 71 points last night. Where do you begin? I don't know, man. I don't. It's my job, and this is the bad thing. It's my job to know where to begin. It's your, it's your show. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Hey, 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 don't, don't throw that on me. <laughs> <laughs> it's your it's your show. Don't put don't put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. I'll follow right along. 615-844-5600. There is one consistent 
that remains with this show, and that is you. We always want you to jump in on the show, be a part of the show. 615-844-5600, coming from the Strike and Spare Family Fund Center studio. I'm Zach Williams, by the way. I don't know if I said my name yet. Uh, I said everybody else's name, but I haven't. I've said the the greatest of greatest, uh, uh, you know, Memphis Grizzlies players' names, but I don't think I've said my own name so far in this one. We have a a great show today that is going to span from four to six, and we're going to cover a range of topics. Four twenty five, typically on Tuesdays, we have uh, Alex Darty of A to Z Sports come on, but we have no show again tomorrow due to Vandy baseball, which I want to talk about Vandy baseball here in just a second as well. But we're going to talk about everything with the Preds. Poil out, Barry Trotz in. It seems like an overnight thing that's probably been in the works for a couple months, I would say. Changes everything. I talked about this, I don't know, uh, like four weeks ago, probably with Alex, and I'll bring it up with him again. The only way to get Preds fans excited about Preds hockey was to get rid of David Poyle. And, and he said... And, and I'm talking about he, I'm talking about Alex Darty. He, he mentioned that the only way that he's gone is by his choice of stepping down, which is exactly what's happening. Alex knocked it right out of the park, knew exactly what was going to happen. But I don't think there was anybody on this earth that would have said Barry Trotz is the successor. That was not going to happen. I think this has been a PR home run by the Nashville Predators to get trots in to replace Poyle, I'm telling you, Preds fans could care less about the record right now. You might sell out Bridgestone in the coming weeks just because of how excited people are about the Preds again. They could lose every game in downtown Broadway. All the honky-tonks will be filled up with Preds jerseys. I feel like there's like a revival going on. There's a revival of Nashville Predators here inside of the great state of Tennessee. And it's needed. It's so needed. I saw people getting furious online with the idea of rebuilding the Nashville Predators. I do not understand for the life of me why nobody likes the idea of rebuilding. And it gets worse because typically you're a Preds fan. You're probably a Titans fan. If you're a Titans fan, you're probably a Preds fan. And both of your favorite teams in different sports that represent Nashville, that represent the Tennessee area, are rebuilding. They're both rebuilding. One might be much more open to it. Talk about the Tanner Janot trade and what all, the haul that they got that supposedly one, uh, one person had quoted that GMs across the NHL had their jaws dropped on the floor for the haul that they got for Tanner Janot from the Bolts. But both teams are rebuilding here. Both teams are rebuilding, and it is not a bad thing to rebuild. I don't understand why people get so upset at the at the word rebuild or retool or refix whatever whatever like phrase that you need to put out there it's okay rebuilding is actually a great thing it's a tremendous thing the preds were in the absolute dump were they bottom of the league no they were bottom of middle bottom of middle is the worst that is the worst place you can be and the Preds needed to find a way out of that. And that is what they're doing. Bringing in Barry Trotz to a, a, a top of or to replace or supplant or whatever adjective or word you want to use. Verb. That was a verb. Not, that, wasn't a, that wasn't an adjective. That was a verb. Sport. Whatever verb you want to use. Sports show, not grammar. No. Hey. Big not grammar guy. You know? 
but any word that you want to use, it is igniting the fan base of Smashville. That is that is for sure. It's igniting and bringing it together. Because, frankly, this might be three years too late is what it feels like. Three years too late for this team to bring in somebody new, get in a new voice. And I think it's almost gotten like, what's it from the Dark Knight? You know, you you uh, uh, you either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain, right? Spot on. That's kind of what David Poyle's problem is. Had it been three years ago, we could all said, look how great Poyle was. Time to change, though. Everything's good. And you get to just talk about the greatness of Poyle, which today everybody's going to talk about the greatness of Poyle. But these last two, three years, stain. That is a stain on a legacy. You know, it's a joke you see on Twitter all the time. What, what does this do for LeBron's legacy? What, what does this do? What does this last three years do for the legacy of David Poyle? What, what goes on for that? I, I think that's it's a negative. When, when the fans are finally excited about the season because you're leaving, that is a bad outlook for the team. That is a bad outlook for your legacy and what you've done. Did he swan song himself back into the hearts with all these trades? Was it him at the helm? Was it Barry Trotz at the helm? Was it a combination of two? I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you. Have no clue. And I'll tell you who's not telling you either. The Preds. I don't think they're really giving you a straight answer on this. They don't want they don't want you to know what's going on. But there there's there's a lot of a lot of animosity towards David Poyle right now. And I think it's fair to say, like, he has done good for the team. I mean, think of the other trials. Devlin, you wouldn't even be around during these times, but the Preds were almost gone from the city of Nashville. Like, the mayor, or I think, I don't know if she was a mayor at the time, but Mayor Barry, I think she became the mayor, but not during this time. She was probably like, whatever, the political, hey, not a political show either. Mm -hmm. Not nope. a political guy. Nope. But I know I saw her on a council member talking about how the Preds should be sold and moved out of Nashville. Think about that. Think about the Nashville Predators being sold and moved out. That was that was a legitimate crisis. The team was almost gone. I still talk to people that were involved high up in the Preds going through that, and they tell me, "Oh, it was it was a a, a eleven o'clock miracle before the sh the pumpkin shrunk back down from the the chariot before Cinderella lost her glass slipper." That the Preds were almost out of here, and a lot of people remember that. You couldn't even fathom that today. You couldn't fathom the Preds not being in Nashville. That's like an impossible, even as bad as they've been or mediocre or whatever you want to say, they're just so supplanted now here that it is, they're, Nashville is Predators, Predators is Nashville. Like, that's just how it is. It's going to be that way forever. They're not leaving. But there was a time that almost happened. And you know, Poyle was right there the entire time. So he's been through craziness he's been through anarchy he's been through the highs he's been through the lows I think there's a world where you could say David Poyle did a good job and there's a world where David Poyle did a bad job and you can reflect and make your subjective choice of who what which side you're going to lean on the former or the latter so I I think personally he did a good job but I will say the end of his career is a stain to all the good that he had done but you don't have the product you have today with that with the Predators without Poyle controlling it. So, in the grand all scheme of David Poyle, good job. That's where I come to.
Good job on David Poyle. Let's go to the phone line, 615-844-5600, if you want to jump in. Tony in Nolensville. Tony, you've been around Nashville a long time. You saw all that crazy stuff. Been around a long time. I actually worked in that same building, was on the same floor where the Predators were. I worked in that government office that's up there called the Register of Deeds. Mm. And uh, we had been in that building since 2002. So I knew a lot of people inside and out a little bit and uh, talked to a lot of them. Sean Henry is one of the best guys you will ever meet. I know y'all have him on as a guest now, but to talk to Sean, he he talked to you in the hallway just like anybody else would. But uh, I can say some different things about David Paul. He'd speak, but very, very brief. Uh, but And I'm not here to bash him, but, uh, but it was a, a good group of people up there. There were times it was a little uh, hairy. Uh, around the atmosphere when the tornado come through uh, in 05 or sometime, we were all wondering if they were even going to come get us and take us down to the basement level. Uh, <laughs> there was some some uh, stuff of that nature. But all in all, like I say, I'm not here to bash because I've been a Preds uh, season ticket holder. I've been a mini-game season ticket holder. And I was able to go to many games while I was there. I have not been in two years, but being a casual Predators fan today and knowing what I've seen is the, and you're right, Zach, I'm I'm on this side that said this should have happened minimally three years ago. I think it could have easily have happened in 2018 or 2019 when we didn't capitalize on our run going to the Stanley Cup. But uh, with that being said, a word that comes to my mind as far as the fan base, uh, I feel like this move is rejuvenating the fan base. I feel like you're going to get the me's coming back to some games. You're going to get me coming back downtown and spending some money, even though, I'm, like I say, I'm retired. But uh, as far as the fan base, I even heard the rumblings here in the last two years myself. And like I say, I hadn't even gone to a game in two years. But you hear the rumblings. And it's, uh, Zach, you're right on top of it. Devlin's here, new to all this stuff. Uh, but, yeah, it was, uh, we've seen the good and the bad. And we've seen, kudos to David Pohl putting a lot of things and pieces together over some time. But there's also been some things that didn't work out, too. So I just think it's good for everybody. I hope David enjoys his retirement when he gets to that point. I think Barry Trotz brings a fresh ideas. we got to give him time to be a GM, work that side of it. But him being a former player, a coach, uh, we know what a great coach he is. I think he's a great evaluator of talent, what a team needs what holes need to be filled, and I think that's going to bode well for the Predators and Nashville. That's the way I feel. I couldn't agree more, Tony. I couldn't agree more. He he understands what this team is about and what this city is about, and he's gone off, had his success, and I think he – I think it almost feels like a personal vendetta almost that he wants to bring – uh, the Stanley Cup here to Nashville and be able to hoist it here. Uh, you know, it's it's one of that. It's that 
unfinished business kind of mindset that I think Barry Trotz is going to have. Uh, and this team needs. It needs somebody that understands what the culture of Predators hockey is, but it, it needs somebody that's kind of – that understands how to win. And that's what Barry Trotz is. Zach, let me do this. Let me ask Devlin. You're there. Yes, You're from Ohio. I am. You know, you all watch hockey. You've always been around hockey. You're a young fan. Do you go to the games? Um, I personally, I've only been to one hockey game, and it was when I was living in Arizona. I went and saw <laughs> uh, the Coyotes. The Oats? Yeah, I went and saw them. So I, what would it take for you to be drawn to go to a game right there at Bridgestone Arena? What is it you would want to go with some buddies to go to a game? What's going to make you? Can, can I answer? Can I answer for you? You yeah. probably already know what I'm Dollar say. beer now. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Yep. Alcohol. Yep, cheap beer. Yep, I'll, 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 I'll walk there from here. I don't care. <laughs> but I'm like, I always like to get you know young people's take like that. And uh, because, like you say, that you and I have been here. We've been around it. And uh, and like I say, I've been in that building and got the vibe from the inside a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Uh, talking to Terry, talking to Pete, and talking to some of these guys. And uh, uh, just a lot of people there. And it was sometimes you could tell things were really good. And there were sometimes when you knew there was some thick air going around, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, so, I've, the stories but, uh, that I've heard from high atop uh, predators, you know, presidents, vice presidents, that sort of thing. Right. It's, yes, there definitely was a lot of tension at different times. You, you needed a butcher knife, not just a butter knife. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. All right. Hey, thank you for letting me voice my part. And I know there's so much to talk. I wanted to call last week. But it was a short a short week, mm-hmm. and uh, I know you're going to cover some baseball and stuff. you got a coach up in Knoxville that's been suspended. I think they're going to try to work that out, but who knows what's going on behind the scenes there. And then you've got a coach down in Alabama letting a player play that shouldn't be – he should be in street closing off the team. So, guys, <laughs> I'm going to leave it alone. I'm looking forward to your show. Right. And, uh, by the way, I did throw at the McFarlands today. I think when Vanderbilt baseball comes on at four fifteen, like as tomorrow is going to be a prime example. Right. You and Devlin, Devlin's probably got to be there, but you should not have to come into a studio and do something for fifteen minutes. I think they should have to work an additional fifteen minutes and get that ironed out. I'd love it both ways. Uh, hey, let's you, Tony. You're you're dadgum right. I think Darren and Justin need to pull more weight around here. I think they Preaching need another the quarter of an hour, and I think it needs to be worked out in the contract. So. <laughs> you're, hey, I'm sending you the uh, I'm sending you the email for my contract lawyer. All right, you're gonna set that up for me. All right. <laughs> hey, appreciate it, Tony. Uh, good stuff there from Tony. If you want to jump in, six one five eight four four fifty six hundred. There's a, there's so much to talk about. There's so much. I mean, I. The Preds thing, it almost kind of pisses me off that the Preds things happened today. It would be nice to add later in the week because not only did he talking about Tony Vitello that happened all on Friday, that is a crazy situation. Uh, you got Nate Oates and what hap- What he hinted at with Nate Oates in Alabama with Brandon Miller. That has happened. And then we got to talk about how the, the, the pitch clock is just destroying baseball as we all love it. As, as we know baseball, it's completely being st- destroyed right now. That is That was egregious to watch a game end on a pitch clock violation there for the Atlanta Braves. I think it was their very first spring game. 
I think it was opening day. Yeah. Bottom bottom of the ninth. Two outs, full count, bases loaded. I mean, kids dream of this moment, and it's ball game. Mm-hmm. Out number three he because he was getting sent to first too. Yeah, he thought it was game over. He yeah. was going to win the game. There, I mean, there baseball. That is. That's a whole thing, too. There's a lot to get into. When we come back, we are going to continue the Preds conversation. Alex Darty of A to Z Sports is going to join us. There's so much to get into that. There's so much. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad that you're here listening. I appreciate you listening. We're going to have a fun time today. If you want to jump in, once again, 615-844-5600. been better than it was earlier on 40 eastbound out through Mount Juliet. At one point, westbound was bogged down as well. It's actually just now starting to get a little bit easier uh, to travel out through that section of Wilson County. Again, from a bad wreck we had that affected both lanes, or both directions, east and westbound, on I-40 out in Mount Juliet. Traffic's increasing here through downtown. Watch for some radar at 24 through parts of Rutherford County. Nash Painting services all of Middle Tennessee. Springtime's just around the corner. These guys will do a great job painting your house. Check out their references online, nashpainting.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Nashville's first curling venue is here at T-Line Nashville. Come check out T-Line Nashville and experience the world's fastest growing winter sport today. Curling is a fun and simple sport that's a perfect outing for friends, corporate events, families, or parties. T-Line also has classic bowling and modern bowling mini games. With over 20 HD TVs, you can come watch your favorite teams and some of the best food and drinks here in Nashville in the large bar and grill area. They also have an outdoor area with a fire pit and you can't forget the live music. T-Line Nashville is a one-stop shop for a great night out. Located at 106 Duluth Avenue and online at tlinenash.com. You can book your party now or give them a call at 615-439-1024. That's 615-439-1024. And make sure you give them a follow on Instagram and Facebook at tlinenash for all the news, events, and updates. T-Line Nashville, Nashville's first curling venue is here. What's your next dream? Paying off your credit card? Remodeling your kitchen? Exploring the rainforest of Costa Rica? Whatever your dreams, they take some planning. And State Farm agent Austin Hardy is right here in the Middle Tennessee community to lend a hand. As your local good neighbor, he can help you look at the things you want to save for and come up with a plan to make those saving goals happen. Because your money should work just as hard as you to achieve your dreams. So whether it's being free of debt or free to roam the world, call State Farm agent Austin Hardy here in the Middle Tennessee community. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. This is the Greg Pogue and John Burton Show. What's great about bowling is you can bowl well into your latter years. Even now, I get that thing you sit it on and it rolls down, and I get the bumper guards on the side. I think that's probably the only way you can beat Zach. See, I, I didn't mean I heard you. I, heard I, I didn't mean that. I, no, I know a soldier. That's okay. I didn't mean that. You got a two-piece coming with a biscuit. Greg Pogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio. Howdy, folks. I'm back to remind you about the best steakhouse in Music City, Bob's Steak and Chop House. The only place in Middle Tennessee to get A5 Wagyu steaks cooked to perfection. And when that special day rolls around to treat that special someone, make your reservation now at Bob's Steak and Chop House. From petite fillets to massive tomahawk ribeyes. When somebody asks where's the beef, you tell them Bob's Steak and Chop House. Make your Valentine's Day reservations now. And treat the best in your life with the best in Nashville, Bob's Steak and Chop House. At the Omni Nashville Hotel. Your exclusive national sports radio, WNSR Sky Scan Forecast. There's a wind advisory till 6 p.m. This afternoon, sunshine and windy with a stray shower. The high 80, winds gusting to 45 miles per hour. Clear with less wind tonight, low 48. 
Sunny Tuesday, high 74. Utilizing the resources of the Motherbug Network on National Sports Radio, I'm WNSR's meteorologist, Jim Rinaldi. Sports Radio, WNSR. The show that makes the average person say, hey, I can do that. The Afternoon Stretch. Devil McKenzie, Zach Williams here inside the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studios. Just a plethora of Preds conversations. Typically on Tuesdays we have Alex Darty, but I don't think we have another Tuesday show for like five weeks because of Andy Baseball. It's something crazy. Our Tuesdays are gone. I had, we had two shows last week. Is that a song reference there that I heard? Is it, was there? Tuesday's gone? Is that a song? Are you kidding me? Hey, man. That was on accident. That's embarrassing. What song is that? I think it's Leonard Skinner. Is it really? No, yeah. It's a good song, though. I Big stupid guy, I'll tell you. Uh, maybe it was. Maybe inherently, I just knew that, you know. And that's you know what? I'm a clever guy. Yeah, that's what it is. Smart just show. just figured it out. Uh, but we want to get Alex Darty on first thing. It is important because it, there's so much happening, and I, I I truly say this. It's not just to hype up Alex or anything like that. It's because I, when I say stuff, I truly mean it. I think he's one of the best in the business at covering it, uh, covering the Preds. You can find him on Twitter at Alex Darty One. Uh, Alex, thanks so much for joining us, buddy. Thank you so much. I I really appreciate it. You guys are uh, you guys are awesome, and I, I love coming on. And yeah, Tuesday Tuesdays uh, don't work. I'll, I'll go Monday. I'll go Sunday. <laughs> I'll, I'll do midnight on a Saturday night if you want to. I, I'll do whatever you want. A grinder guy, you know, because you know, Bruno's gone for for eight weeks or whatever. Alex, we there's a chair over here. If you want to meander into the studio, we might have to do a you know an Alex Darty full full day interview. If you know what I mean. Yeah, sounds good. We'll we'll, we'll do it. I mean, oh. I I will say today's not a good day because I, I've been <laughs> I've been kind of working, I've been working a lot over the last twenty four to forty eight hours on all kinds of stuff because I tell you what this, I mean this franchise has had a lot of big things happen. Obviously, Stanley Cup Final, All Star Games, all kinds of stuff. I mean, there has not been a more news worthy twenty four forty eight hours for this team, uh, ever. I mean, this has been crazy. Uh, Everything from Saturday to, to trading Nino Niederreiter and the debates after that to finding out about injuries to finding out that they were trading uh, Tanner Janot and then obviously the biggest news that David Poyle is stepping down and then Barry Trot. I mean, just the combination of David Poyle retiring and Barry Trotz showing up is enough. But like all all of it, and then there's, and then they played a game last night, so it's been pretty crazy over the last last day or so and they win <laughs> you know out of all of this they <laughs> actually win one uh so th- okay the whole anthology if you will the whole whatever the saga of all this it starts off with nino and then ends with Poyle, like you're talking about how do you how do you judge all of this that's happened has has there been any clarity because we it's like we're it's like Star Wars, right? Like we got episode 4 first, you know. We don't really know. We didn't really get all the answers right away. Has this been a poil driven maneuvers that they've done with the trades? Has Trotz been in on this? Has is it a combination of both? What is your and and, and if they have said anything, are you believing what they're actually saying? Yeah, let, let me let let me give a, a pretty simple timeline as I understand it. Uh, and this was just what I've gleaned from today and from re- reading all kinds of stuff about it and then hearing what the parties said today. 
three or four years ago, uh, hard to, hard to tell if it was three years ago or four years ago, but three, three or four years ago, David Poyle basically went to ownership and said, we need to start figuring out a succession plan, transition plan, whatever. Likely that got extended because of COVID. I think that's pretty clear that because of COVID, it was like, okay, well, we can't leave in the middle. We can't have David Poyle leave in the middle of this madness. So, so that happens. But then last May, kind of out of nowhere, uh, Barry Trotz is fired by the uh, New York Islanders. And also simultaneous to that, the New York Nashville Predators are knocked out of the Stanley Cup final or Stanley Cup playoffs uh, by the Colorado Avalanche almost like the, the same week. I mean, it was it was really, really close uh, timing. Right when the t- when the team got knocked out, David Poyle reportedly went to Sean Henry and the owners and said, "This next year is going to be my last year. We need to start thinking about who, who we want to take the take my place." And you know, Barry Trotz went home, went you know, dealt with some family stuff, and apparently got some offers from coaching uh, for some coaching jobs. Turned them all down. Said, "I want to step away for a little while." But then apparently, when he moved back to Nashville sometime in the fall, late summer, fall. Uh, he started connecting with David Poyle again, and they started conversations and slowly started talking. And by Christmas of last year, so a couple months ago, th- two, three months ago, whatever it was, uh, basically the plan was in place. And ever since then, over the last couple months, they've been kind of hammering out the details. How would it happen? Who would, it, you know, what, what are the, what's the timing of all this? And then that leads us to Sunday when the announcement is made. So, so this has all kind of taken place over the last what, nine months or so, uh, even though the real beginnings of the snowball were three or four years ago when David Poyle said, I, this is going to be my, you know, we need to start figuring out a plan here. So that's that's basically how what we know happened. What do you, what would you grade this transition period? Because I was talking about this uh, in the first segment that uh, there's, there's obviously a world where you could say David Poyle did an amazing job with the Preds and you don't have the product that you have today without him at the helm of this team, obviously, but uh, it does feel like the last three years, two years, whatever that time frame you want to make it, has been a bit of a stain on his legacy. It has been. I think part of that is, you know, some of it is his own doing. I mean, there are some moves that are just bad. I mean, the straight up, you know, just losing Ellie Tolvanen for nothing, that Kevin Fiala, Mikhail Granlund trade certainly looks bad. But then there were some other moves that made sense. I mean, look, look at Tanner Janot, not just the not just the trade that just happened, but he was an undrafted free agent. They found this guy. So they turned an undrafted spot on their roster, just a, a walk-on spot on their roster. They just turned into perhaps the biggest haul in their draft in their trade history ever. I mean, it's 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 kind of crazy to think about. So is his overall legacy tarnished? No, I I don't think so. He is the foundation of Nashville hockey. He is He's not just on Mount Rushmore. I think he, I think he is Mount Rushmore of of Nashville Predators hockey. I mean, he kind of is that whole thing. So, I, I mean, yes, the last the, you know, how how it ends is not really how you'd think about it. It's almost like you know, if there's a, a really good actor that's in a bunch of really great movies, like a Marlon Brando type, you think about him in these great movies. But then you know, the last few roles that he had weren't all the weren't very good, and he was <laughs> kind of on his last leg. Kind of the same thing. I still think his legacy is there. I think he's the most imp- probably the most important figure in Nashville, you know, executive figure for sure in Nashville hockey history. I don't think it affects it too much. And now, you know, we'll we'll see what happens with the transition. Talking with Alex Darty, you can follow him on Twitter at Alex Darty1, Preds writer for A to Z Sports. 
Uh, all right, so the Pollo Barry Trotz thing, I, I, that's going to be a, more of a talking point the further we go on, obviously. Let's talk about the here and now, the Tanner Janot trade and the Nino trade. Uh, one, everybody hated, and the other, everyone was forced to love, it felt like. Yeah, actually, the, the Nino Niederreiter trade, there was a lot of polarizing takes on that. I, I mean, there were a lot of people who felt that they didn't get enough. Personally, I thought it was a, an even trade. Because if you consider Nino Niederreiter, it was a team-friendly contract hit. But you know the where, the place the Predators were in with their cap, uh, even a four million dollar cap hit for next year is something they had to to think about. You know, getting rid of they need cheap, cheap, cheap players. And Niederreiter is a reasonably cheap player, but they can't even afford that right now. So getting a second round pick, he wasn't going to get a first out of that. He wasn't going to get a, and he didn't. He wanted more than a third. Tampa or not Tampa, but um, um, oh, now I'm blanking. Where did he go just now? Winnipeg. Thank you. Yeah. Winnipeg. <laughs> You're Winnipeg, welcome. <laughs> Winnipeg was uh, interested in, in getting a, a giving up a second round, and uh, you know they just didn't have one for this year. I think that was fine. The Tanner Geno trade makes it even better because when you combine all of those picks together, they have just completely flipped the prospect of what of what their draft looks like. I just looked this up before coming on here. They are going to have 11 picks in the draft this year in 2023, 11 picks. That's going to be their large, assuming nothing else changes. That's going to be their largest draft class ever since they've shortened the draft in 2005 used to be um, a 10 round draft. Now it's, or not, I'm sorry, nine round draft. Now it's a seven round draft. So, uh, <laughs> they are going to have a massive draft class. And when it comes to the NHL draft, it's not like football. In fact, Barry Trotz said this today. It's not like football. Uh, you can't get these, you know, 22, 23 year old guys coming in and all of a sudden starting a, a starting role in the roster or starting roster. You, it's going to take time with these guys. And because of that, you, you are going to miss on a lot of these guys. But if you have more volume, you have a lot of players to pick from. You're going to have a higher chance of hitting so that's what they've got. They, they've got, you know, if they have 11 picks, five of which are in the top 100, which I think is a good benchmark. I think that's a good number to be in. If you have a lot of picks in the top 100, you're more likely to get some key players. They, they are, they have just in one weekend completely flipped the script on their outlook in terms of the draft, in terms of their prospects, in terms of their direction uh, over the next few years. Well, and this is what we talked about a couple weeks ago, I believe, Alex, that, the only way people could really get excited was two things. Load up for a future, for a future rebuild. Which, check, they did that. And then move on from David Poyle. Check, they did that all in the span of about five hours. And I, I, I think right now is probably the most excited that the Nashville fan base has been in, what, since the, the 20, 2017, 2015 era, like in that time frame? Yeah, I, I think it is. I, I think it's definitely, it, it all, of a, all of a sudden got some momentum. And I think the other thing is if you have a franchise or I'm sorry, if you have a fan base that has been kind of stuck for just years now and you make just these two or three key moves in one weekend, including the biggest one with David Poyle, I mean, it it's going to change the outlook. I mean, look, the last if, – if they didn't make this move now and if they didn't make these trades, this last 25 games of the season – would be miserable. I mean, it would be pulling teeth to get people to come to these games. It would be boring to watch because you don't know what the direction of the franchise is. Now, 
there's a lot of excitement. People are like, oh, let's let's watch let's watch Cody Glass and Tomasino. Let's see what see if Alex Carey is feeling good back from his injury. Let's see what Yusuf Parson can do. Let's see let's see how these young guys can mesh with some of the old guys again because now there's less pressure on them making the playoffs. They're they're not going to make the playoffs. Mm. They don't need to make the playoffs. But no, you know, I think that last home game of the year uh, in front of the fans, people are going to be okay with that. They're going to think, you know what, things are looking up and. That's going to go a long way to next year, which, you know, the team's probably going to be in the same position next year, not be very good, but it's going to be a much easier sell to get people in to, to watch that team because, you know, there's there's bigger things on the horizon. So not to mention the draft is in Nashville this year and they're going to have 11 draft picks. They're going to be calling Nashville's name a lot at the draft, which is in Nashville, which is kind of fitting. Now, you've said this and I've been saying it, taking it as my own thoughts. Uh, because I, I take smarter people's thoughts and I just say they're mine. Um, but John <laughs> Hines is probably out now, right? Well, that's a harder question. Um, you know, John Hines was there today. He was in front. He was sitting right in front of me, actually. And uh, and you know, during the the the. <laughs> During all the pleasantries at the beginning, you know, there was certainly mention of John Hines and Barry Trotz mentioned several times he really likes John Hines as a coach. He, he He's going to keep evaluating and, and see how the rest of this year goes, but that he really likes him. He also said some interesting stuff about, you know, him being a coach. He knows when he walks walks in a room, he knows when he watches the team, if that team is well coached or not. And he said, I think they're well coached. And so. I think he has good thoughts about John Hines, but you know, Hines only has one year left on his contract. Now uh, who knows what'll happen after that? Because if they're not thinking that Hines is the guy to take them to the Stanley cup, but that he's pretty good with young players, you know, why not keep him around for a year? I mean, he's, if he's not the guy that's going to carry you to the Stanley cup, all, you know, all the way there, you know, there's no real reason to fire him now because that's not the team that you are right now. Clearly. He's pretty good at developing young players, at least for the most part. There are some players he's missed on, but for the most part, he is pretty good at that. So why not keep him around? I kind of think that's where they're thinking right now. But, you know, ultimately, we don't really know because Trotz is the signal caller now. And he might decide, you know, after uh, after a couple months of, of Heinz, he might just decide, you know what, I want to get my guy. So I would lean towards Heinz is sticking around, but that could change easily, I think. Alex, you're going to have to be on retainer because it just feels like we could get a lot of more, a whole lot more Preds news, and I'm just going to have to have you ready. So just be ready to pick up the phone when we call. Well, my price is very cheap. It's, you know, $0. So <laughs> it, it, you can, whatever, whatever, if you can cover that, you're good. Who have I been paying all these thousands of dollars to to get you on the show? I'm getting screwed oh, that's, by that's somebody. Probably, Bru probably Bruno, I would imagine. <laughs> Alex Darty, you can follow him on Twitter at Alex Darty. One covers the Preds for A to Z Sports. Always great having you on, buddy. Yep, talk to you guys later. Good stuff there from Alex. I mean, look, I have 14 other questions to get to Alex and couldn't do it. They're not, it there's not enough time. There's chaos right now in Nashville. I could have asked. I bet you if I had asked him, like, hey, do you want to hang over to the next one? He'd be like, yeah, but I don't want to do that because I know he's also face deep in writing everything. And you need to follow all of it. Go follow him on Twitter, at AlexDarty1, because it is – I'm telling you, it's you keep up with the best people. I'm telling you this because I have to keep up with people that I trust – about every break because I can't what am I supposed to, am I supposed to be at every press conference am I supposed to see every morsel of news something hey I got a life I got a wife I got a kid on the way you know I trust Alex and so you need to too go follow him on Twitter at Alex Darty one if you want to jump in if you want to give your thoughts about this whole Pred situation what your thoughts are you have a burning burning thought 
I want you to jump in on the phone lines. 615-844-5600. We go to the phones right after this break here on the afternoon stretch. It's been better than it was earlier on 40 eastbound out through Mount Juliet. At one point, westbound was bogged down as well. It's actually just now starting to get a little bit easier uh, to travel out through that section of Wilson County. Again, from a bad wreck we had that affected both lanes, or both directions, east and westbound, on I-40 out in Mount Juliet. Traffic's increasing here through downtown. Watch for some radar at 24 through parts of Rutherford County. Nash Painting services all of Middle Tennessee. Springtime's just around the corner. These guys will do a great job painting your house. Check out the references online nashpainting.com i'm commander chuck with your on-time traffic are you over 50 would you like to get up to 33 percent more income in retirement then call now for this free book annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers from a leading financial firm on maximizing your income in retirement that's right free this free book reveals little known truths about annuities in simple to understand terms that will help you make the right choices before buying an annuity and it's free as a bonus we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report summarizing the rates and benefits from financially strong insurers call 800-715-9880 that's right annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and annuity rate report both absolutely free for calling today call 800-715-9880 that's 800-715-9880 Sponsored by Annuity General, producers have the appropriate licenses for the products they offer. Increased income is possible using strategies suited to your goals and may require buying multiple annuities and holding them full term. At Total Wine and More, save big on what you love this month with hundreds of deals. Get up to 35% off over 100 different wines and spirits, including Cabernet, Sparkling Wine, Single Barrel Bourbon, and so much more. These savings are huge, and even better, they're on top of prices that are already the lowest in town. Deals this good don't last long, so visit Total Wine and More to find yours. Love what you find at the lowest price, only at Total Wine and More. Drink responsibly, B21. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Woods Equipment Company would like to recognize and salute our veterans and local men and women in uniform. Let's remember them with our thoughts, prayers, and especially letters and packages from home. Our support will keep America strong. A strong, safe community starts with the concerns and involvement of its people. This important message was brought to you by Woods Equipment Company, located at 600 Davidson Street in Nashville. Give Woods Equipment Company a call at 615-256-5639. As a professional realtor in Nashville for more than 40 years, Richard Courtney is one of the city's top-ranked real estate brokers. He's also the author of two books and the real estate columnist for the Nashville Ledger. What does all of this mean to you as a home buyer or seller? Expert knowledge, guidance, and trust. Give Richard Courtney a call today at 615-300-8189. That's 615-300-8189. Or online at richardcourtney.com. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. I saw a picture of Jim McMahon. Jim McMahon is one of those guys that lived hard, okay? I know. Look, I know. I understand. There's some 
rough, humble miles on that body. Yeah. Some on the field, some off the field. Yeah. Jim McMahon, high mileage. Oh, there's a high, high mileage. High mileage in that vehicle. It is not no. highway miles. The McFarland Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. The Afternoon Stretch with Zatch Williams and some dude named after a 1940s cartoon baby who is in reality a gangster on the run from the police. The Afternoon Stretch. Devin McKenzie, Zach Williams here inside the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. If you want to get involved, 615-844-5600. Just had Alex Darty on. A to Z Sports covers spreads. If you haven't heard that, go check it out. WNSR.com. Click the Afternoon Stretch tab. Be able to listen to it right there on the website. So much news. I'm actually worried that all the news that we just discussed has already become old because there's already been four new stories that have popped up since that, that interview stopped. That's how quickly the Preds were moving yesterday. Wait, what? Have they really? I'm just worried there could be. Oh, there probably is. It just, it just could be. They just, they just keep showing up. More things. Who knows? Trade deadline isn't here yet. They could still trade. When is the trade deadline? Uh, I believe theirs is the third. You put me on the spot, Devlin. Well, you know, it's... You put me on the spot, and then I have to make sure that I'm... I want to say it's the third. And then, yeah, stall, you know? Is it? I mean, Dame Lillard from behind the arc, just... Thee! You know what I mean? Joel yeah. Embiid, full court, didn't count. <laughs> Friday, March 3rd, at 2 p.m., I believe, Central. That that one's... I'm not, I'm not Google searching that one. I believe it's Central. It doesn't say. That'll be the the trade the trade deadline officially. So right before the McFarlands on Friday. Do they wait? I, they, I know there's an Andy baseball game. I can't remember. They may not have a show tomorrow or on Friday. Let me check. Yeah, I know. It's everywhere, man. It's everywhere. You know what I want to talk about now, with the little time we have here in the first first hour that's coming to a close, and I don't want to get into any NFL talk yet. Jordan Dejani will be on in the five five o'clock hour, five twenty-five to be specific, and we're gonna talk. I'm gonna give him a load. I've got the plan. I've talked about it before. I think people have forgot about it, and now that the Bears are fully trading their first round pick, I've got it. It's it's the trade. The Titans get the first round pick. I'll talk about that with Jordan at five twenty-five. But this pitch clock in baseball is embarrassing. It is absolutely embarrassing. So you had two incidents. That popped up right away. Actually, really, there's been three. It was in college baseball. If you watch the Texas game uh, during the college baseball showdown, wasn't against Vandy. I forget who they were playing that night. Uh, but you had a kid asking for time. Uh, it, I believe it was Texas. Yeah, it was Texas. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Screaming for time. Screaming for yeah. time. He was like, time, 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 time. And I mean, he's just screaming top of his lungs, time, time, and didn't get it. And then he, he ends up, fat. I think he ends up getting walked anyway. But over this start of spring training on the MLB side, Atlanta Braves, bottom of the ninth, bases loaded, full count, two outs. Atlanta Braves up, and it's ball game because there was a batting. What is it? I don't even know the how to how, how do we even phrase so, it. So that's what I want to ask. So there's the pitch count. Obviously, that's for the pitchers to obviously get rid of the ball yes what's what's the batter I'm, the I'm batter asking. has a count as well the batter has a clock as well because it works you know the, he can't just sit out and make the pitch clock run out so they they both have one of him being set in the box and ready to go because essentially the same for both of them correct uh, basically yes and so he he's confused as he's walking down the base 
to go to first because he thinks, hey, ball game. He's smiling. He's like, all right. We just won off a weird technical rule that they're trying to figure out. That's not the case. Braves lose that game. And then there was another incident. Uh, I forget the team on this one. I, I want to say the Angels because I'm just going off the top of my head here. I don't have it in front of me. But a pitcher throws in to get a new ball. Pitchers do that all the time. They, if, if you know any baseball pitchers or have pitched or anything like that, very superstitial folks. They, they want a new ball if it's just been breathed on wrong. They want to throw it back in. Even though I think, really, you see a lot of umpires just use the same balls over and over again they're throwing out. But for some reason, that pitcher, it's a brand new ball. Well, the clock didn't reset. The clock is supposed to reset when he throws that ball in to get a new one. Because obviously, right? You throw the ball in. Something's wrong with the ball. Clock didn't reset. It was an automatic ball that was added on to the count because he took too long to get the pitch in. So then the officials got to come out, show that it was a ball added, and then get back, and he ends up getting the strikeout anyway, which is all good for him. But it is abysmal the way baseball is being handled right now. If you're a baseball fan, like I'm, I don't consider myself a purist. I know there's the the Mike and Mel Roses of the world who are baseball day in, day out. We'll watch every game. We'll go all the way through. I, I understand those fans exist, and I applaud those fans. You should. If it's your favorite sport, it's your favorite sport. I love baseball. I'll watch the Royals. I'll get sad and stop watching halfway through because they're just terrible and they're going to lose another year probably. I don't know what's going to happen uh, with Chapman coming in, but regardless, they're probably going to be bad. So my favorite team's bad. I don't, I'm not a fan of the Yankees. I'm not a fan of the Red Sox. Not, I'm not a fan of these big teams that keep me around the Braves. I focus on the Braves for the show and the station, obviously. But I, I hated watching that. I hated watching how that – and if that is – indicative of how the season's going to go going forward. I mean, that is ruining what I talked about with Tim Corbin about killing the magic of baseball with the run rule in college baseball. It feels like this is going to kill the magic of baseball as well in the MLB. It's just the magic of baseball. I, I get the time. I'm a big fan of making games shorter. I'm a big fan of making the season shorter. I've talked about that. The COVID season, I feel like that was the perfect amount of games. Every week felt like there was something important to watch. If you weren't a fan of whatever, you could still watch the Subway series that was going on or or what you know whatever the matchups were, it felt like there had a lot of implications, a lot of playoff implications all the time. Which I get the adage every game in June and July count the same as they do in September. I understand that. But there's times in June and July you're just like check me out. I don't I don't want to get out of it. I don't want to watch this. But this is terrible. This is a wrong direction the baseball is going into. This is a wrong direction, and they're running headfirst into a wall. I don't know if any of this sticks. I don't know if there's a – if just because they're in spring training, can they adjust? I hope they can because it's bad right now. That is a sad look for baseball. Uh, and it, there's going to be growing pains with any kind of rule change for sure, but I don't know a baseball fan. It's like, yeah, this is awesome. It might be awesome to, you know, for you if your team benefits from it. But what if you're not? What if you're Bryce Harper in uh, in the World Series last year, right before he gets set up? He takes forever to get to the plate. Big moment. Ends up hitting that walk-off home run. They continue the, the series. Well, if the pitch clock's there, he doesn't do that. You know, there's a lot of change that's going to be going on. We got to run to a break. If you want to jump in, 615-844-5600. Back after this here on the Afternoon Stretch. 
Good afternoon. It's pretty saturated downtown, 40 east, especially here at the Mumpery and Broadway at the South Loop. It's increasing with that traffic also to the north on 65 through Madison all the way up to Vietnam. Vets through Sumner County has been in pretty good shape. It's, I don't want to say back to normal, but it's eased up a lot on 40 east and west out there around the Mount Julian exit. That just was absolutely crazy earlier. Some of those damaged vehicles are still out in that area where we had a crash again about an hour ago. Hey, Snapdragon Hemp, serving up lab-tested top-shelf hemp products, edibles, flowers, concentrates. Your order is waiting for you right now at snapdragon420.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Are you tired of your current vehicle? Maybe looking for a new or pre-owned vehicle? Hey guys, it's Zach. Hayes Nissan of Rivergate is the best choice for your vehicle needs. Located at 1550 Galton Pike North in Madison, Hayes Nissan of Rivergate has been serving the Middle Tennessee community for over three decades. That gives you confidence that Hayes Nissan of Rivergate can find the perfect vehicle for your lifestyle and your budget. Their friendly and knowledgeable staff will make sure you are taken care of. I should know because I've seen it firsthand. Every vehicle I've purchased has been from Hayes Nissan of Rivergate, and I love the entire process. Now, I don't want you to forget about their award-winning parts and service department. It has everything you need to get you back on the road. Go visit them on the web at NissanOfRivergate.com. They're open there 24-7, 365 days a year. Or give them a call at 615-865-7220. Again, that number is 615-865-7220. That's Hayes Nissan of Rivergate, where your dollar always goes farther. Today on Hey Culligan, reverse to reduce. Here's Bob. Hey Culligan, I love fresh water, but I got plastic bottles coming out. Whoa, Bob, you are not kidding about the bottles. But did you know Culligan's reverse osmosis and always-on drinking water systems provide fresh, clean, delicious drinking water and help reduce the equivalent of over 15 billion plastic bottles from landfills worldwide? Holy fresh, (laughs) environmentally friendly drinking water. Am I right? Right, Bob. And we're already on the way. Let us help you out with a free in-home water test from a local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. They say they'll get your biggest tax refund. Jackson Hewitt says your biggest tax refund guaranteed and a chance to double your tax refund. Thousands in weekly prizes during the Double Your Refund sweepstakes. Your biggest refund times two, twice the money. So forget about them. File your taxes on the double at Jackson Hewitt today. No purchase necessary to enter or win. Open to U.S. residents 18 or older who file a 2022 federal tax return. Promotion ends 4223. Visit jacksonhewitt.com for rules. Pet Paradise is reminding Americans to show support to the brave men and women of our U.S. military. Their tireless efforts should never go unnoticed. This salute is brought to you by veteran-owned and operated Pet Paradise. Tullahoma's finest for full-service boarding and grooming for 22 years. Located at 201 Sanderson Street in Tullahoma, Pet Paradise is a name you can count on. Give them a call today at 931-454-0999. Pet Paradise, where Gail and the crew are proudly saluting our troops, veterans, and first responders. The Jim Rome Show. I get a lot of vacation. I understand that. However, I don't take a lot of sick days. These things are not one and the same. That was not like I worked eight straight days or I worked Super Bowl Sunday. I think I'll give myself a day off. I earned it. And by the way, I could because I have those days. I pride myself in not taking sick days. I hate that. We usually grind through it. But honestly, it was the right thing. In that case, it was the right thing. The Jim Rome Show. Weekdays 11 to 2 on Nashville Sports Radio. First hour of the afternoon stretch coming in to a close. We got a second hour coming up. Jordan DeJani of CBS Sports is going to join us at 525. I'm going to lay out my plan for the Titans to get the first round pick in this NFL draft. It's possible. 
That is very possible. The great motivational speaker, Les Brown. It's possible. It's possible. I think it's very much possible for the Titans to get that first-round pick. I'm going to lay it out, and I'm going to ask Jordan what his thoughts are on that because Adam Schefter just throws it out there. Hey, Bears are leaning towards dealing their first-round pick. I mean, shocking. Shocking that they're doing that. First hour's done, second hour coming up. If you want to jump in, White House says there is no consensus about where COVID-19 came from. National Security Spokesman John Kirby. There's not been a definitive conclusion, so it's difficult for me to say, nor should I feel like I should have to defend uh, press reporting uh, about a possible preliminary indication here. The Energy Department issuing what it calls a low-confidence conclusion that COVID had leaked from a Chinese lab. A week after President Biden made an unannounced visit to Kyiv, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen traveled to the Ukrainian capital, meeting with President Zelensky, reassuring the U.S. commitment to the war-torn nation. Ohio officials met with business leaders in East Palestine, asking what the community needs to move past the toxic train derailment. Several million Americans in more than 40 states on alert for severe weather, possible tornadoes across the plains to snow in the upper Midwest and Northeast. Stocks closing higher to start the week. This is ABC News. You've got advanced prostate cancer, but you're not waiting around. You want to straight talk to facts about a Govix. Orgovix Religolix 120 milligram prescription tablets is a treatment for adults with advanced prostate cancer. Fact, Orgovix is a different kind of androgen deprivation therapy treatment, a pill, not an injection. Orgovix may cause serious side effects, including a heart condition called QT prolongation. Tell your doctor right away if you feel dizzy, faint, have a racing or pounding heart or chest pain. Orgovix can cause harm to an unborn baby or miscarriage. Use birth control during treatment and for two weeks after Orgovix treatment. The most common side effects include hot flushes, increased blood sugar and blood fat levels, muscle and joint pain, decreased blood hemoglobin levels, increased liver enzymes, tiredness, constipation, and diarrhea. Other side effects include weight gain, decreased sex drive, and erectile function problems. Orgovix may cause infertility. Talk to your doctor if infertility is a concern for you. Go with a Govix. Ask your doctor. For more facts, visit GoWithTheFacts.com. If you need a staycation or planning a trip to Music City, stay at Bento Living Chestnut Hill. Voted the best boutique hotel in the city by the Nashville scene. Bento Living is located on the edge of bustling downtown and boasts on-site dining, shopping, live entertainment on the rooftop, and free fitness classes. Come experience Nashville like a local. Visit bentochestnuthill.com to book your Music City vacation today. It's the Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. I'm not saying like Derrick Henry is going to be bad. I just don't think he's going to be able to tote the rock 330 times in a season. This did lose a half step. He was getting caught in that second level. And you saw the fumbling. That's what their plan is. We're just going to go in again on Derrick Henry and figure this out. It just seems like the definition of insanity to me. The Afternoon Stretch. Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. <laughs> 
Prescription products require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Subscription required. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 90% cheaper? And you can get it online? Just go to 4hims.com slash joy. At Hims, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the biggest brands at 90% off. That's right. Get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but 90% cheaper. It's the same medication you get from your doctor, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face conversations. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, 4hymns.com slash joy. That's 4hymns.com slash joy for your free online visit. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash J-O-Y. It's the Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. Everybody stay calm. Stay calm. Let's take some calls from the public, shall we? Join the Afternoon Stretch now at 615-844-5600. Now here's Bruno and Zach. Second hour of the Afternoon Stretch here on Nashville Sports Radio. Show's flying by. Thursday it flew by. Monday's flying by. By the way, Devlin, you missed out. Being out T-line like Pat and Cook, the general was with me, doing the show outside, we have got to start. We need to form a union here at Nashville Sports Radio and start throwing our weight around a little bit to get a outdoor studio here at the station. I had the window open. Really? Just, just trying to feel some semblance of it? Honestly, it was just the blinds. I just had to look a little bit. <laughs> it was nice that day. Dude, T-Line, was, it was so great sitting out there on their uh, their patio. and By the fire, too. Had the fire going. A mm-hmm. little hot. A little hot when you got next to it. It was We were far enough away from where it was like a visually like nice thing to look at. But uh, doing the show outside with that weather and they were bring, the drinks were flowing, it was nice. The buffalo chicken sandwich. Oh, the, the cheddar on top of it. Ask me if it made it home. It didn't. No. No, I no was chance. eating that in the car. No. <laughs> like a like a monster. Big appetizer guy, too. No appetizer. I didn't get one. Oh, God. I, mean, I love an appetizer, though. Yeah. Top tier appetizer? What's your top three appetizer? Fried picks. <laughs> Fried picks. For sure. I mean, throwing, throwing out the slang with it. I like it. It's got to be. Ranch ranch with the fried picks? Spicy ranch. Spicy ranch. Yeah, that's next, most, next level. Most places that sell fried picks, they got spicy ranch with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Curds? Cheese curds. Big deep fried guy. Huge. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not an appetizer if it's not. You know what I mean? The brown food group, as I heard one big fat guy say one time. Half the time, I don't even eat my entree. I just like, can't finish it because I'm just diving into some fried picks. And then we got curds. I already said curds. And yep. then probably monsticks, sticks, man. Just, I mean, all of it basically just deep fried cheese. It's got to be. And then pickles. Yeah. I, cheese I, and pickles deep fried. and Not a healthy show. Cut, cut the, cut the middleman out. Take the cheese curds, wrap it in pickle, and then deep fry that. With spicy ranch and Devlin's in heaven. Wow! Did I just make something? I don't even know if that exists. Is there an email I can? Get? <laughs> That's a patented idea of the afternoon stretch. By the way, you can't have that. Whoever that is, if you're thinking, if you own a restaurant, I might, I might give it out to T Line. They can do it at T Line for sure. They'll do it right. That's yummy. I'm hungry now. Yeah. Got me thinking food hard. Patton, uh, Patton got the pizza over there at T Line, and then uh, wings also. For his for his lady and the curling there is fiance. so cool. Oh, the place was buzzing too. That's the crazy part. 
we did it outside. I couldn't. That was the most people I've ever seen in there at one time. Really? Yeah, it was packed. It was absolutely packed. Not just saying a, it was you know, <laughs> your afternoon stretch, but they were there. Just a really nice day. Too. Nice Everybody weather. To and pe- yeah. That's the place to go. God, it was so good. So 106 Duluth Avenue, by the way, if you want to get out there and see our friends over there at T-Line. Uh, man, that weather, that, that just made me fall in love with radio all over again. Already loved it. Already love it. Already fell in love. Have fell out of love. Fell back in love. But then doing it outside like that with the wind in your face and you're just hearing the birds fly by and chirp and everything. Oh man, that's the way. Patton got to Patton got to experience it. It's the little things, man. It is. Just appreciating the little stuff. Exactly. It was fun. Outside of walking on that turf and just thinking I'm gonna tear my ACL. Because I did. I just walked on. I was like, this is this is gonna end badly for me. Can't imagine the Titans playing on turf. I forgot about that. They yep. are doing that. They're yeah. going to play on turf. They are going to play on turf. Uh, all right, so let's talk a little NFL football. Commanders today released Carson Wentz after one season. There is a real pattern, or as a, a fellow broadcaster of mine would say, pattern that is going on right now. Uh, shout out Tim Reese, by the way. If you know, you know. Uh, but it is – Carson Wentz is the worst – Best quarterback the NFL's ever seen. He is good and terrible at the same time. He's he's bad at being good. Yes. He's good at being bad. He's good. He's he that's the epitome of him. Yeah. That should be if Carson Wentz goes to write a book, like a tell all novel, good at being bad is what it should be. Because one year stint with the with the Colts, now one year stint with the Commanders. He had his time with the Eagles at one point was an MVP candidate. People thought for sure he was an MVP. And then he just completely turns around and goes south. And he's out now with the with the commanders. Probably going to join Bruno with the DC commanders. That's that's where he's going to end up. You, you don't think he's a backup anywhere? I, I think he... Well, how much could you pay him? That's the thing. Well... Exactly. Yeah. So the by the way, the commanders cleared twenty one I believe twenty one million. Twenty eight. Twenty eight was it twenty yeah. eight? So they cleared twenty eight million of cap space. Which is unreal. Yeah, that's crazy. A team's gonna pick him up. They are. Yeah. A team's gonna grab Carson Wentz. A team could use a guy like Carson Wentz, because this is the thing. He still has the intangibles. He still has the skill, and he's still a veteran quarterback. If Ryan, uh, not Ryan Tannehill, but that kind of goes out there, Ryan Fitzpatrick can find a 14-year career in the NFL, Carson Wentz could find one. For sure. And he could help a team. He could help a team. It has felt like he's just not been in the right situation yet. And I'm not going to be like the Carson Wentz apologist right now and give you a reason why the commanders were stupid to get rid of Carson Wentz, but I would not be shocked if we see a comeback player of the year award in the future for Carson Wentz. What system would you put him in? He's, I mean, I don't, under, I don't know where he could go that he would really thrive aside from Philly, who has the best talent in the NFL. I'll give you a team. I'll give you a team, and this is just the first one because it needs to be a team that's ready to win, that has pieces ready to go. I can can I guess? Go ahead. I'll get two guesses here. Yeah. Seahawks is one. That's not it, but that's not a bad one. Jets? That's not it for me. I got nothing. It, it's gonna be the Raiders. It's gonna be Las Vegas. He 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 feels like he fits in with that system. He gives you a little bit of what Derek Carr does. Maybe a higher ceiling than Carr. Less consistent though. 
The floor to ceiling ratio for him is vaunted. I agree. But the the consistency factor for Carson Wentz going forward is good. And I and look, frankly, I could see the Titans going after him. I could see the Titans going on after him if for some reason they do move on from Ryan Tannehill. I believe Carson Wentz is a better quarterback than Ryan Tannehill. People probably hate that. Probably don't like the truth of that. But I think he's a better quarterback. He is better. He has better future than Ryan Tannehill. Higher ceiling for sure. Yes. I don't think there's a doubt. He has a much higher ceiling. He has a better future than Ryan Tannehill. But I think a team like the Raiders who are maybe going to kick the tires on Jared Siddham just because of what what he did with the last couple games. But I think they're going to look at a Carson Wentz. That's that's the future of of Raiders football in my eyes. So my question with... Mm -hmm. With Washington right now, do you think it's Sam Howell? Do you think it's free agency or draft? Where are they at in the draft? I don't know. I'll have to look it up. Yeah, I'll look it up right now. Is it a hot, super hot take? Got to be like flaming hot take to say Lamar Jackson. Uh, no, no. I, I I don't think uh, I don't think because it seems like they're not moving in Baltimore. Like that's going nowhere. And it, that I, if they franchise tag him, he's not going to play. And I think the front office in Baltimore is smart enough to know that. You'll get four games out of him, and then he'll either he just won't play. So I mean, I don't. I, it just just doesn't seem like a deal is coming together yet. So it like the, as the days go on, it seems like Lamar is inching away from that team. Uh, yeah, no, you're right. I, I think Lamar. I think Lamar to any of these QB needy teams. I will say this: it's been strange because last year's offseason, uh, we talked about the the quarterback changeover and what could be and what couldn't be and all that kind of stuff was crazier than it ever had been. It seems like this one's going to be trending towards that as well because we may see more movement from starting caliber quarterbacks than we even saw last year, which was crazy because it felt like everywhere. But, you know, Aaron Rodgers was in that motion. Tom Brady was in that motion, which Tom Brady's out, obviously. Now you're adding Lamar Jackson. You're adding Carson Wentz. You're adding Derek Carr. You're at, I mean, these are all starter top 15-ish. Maybe you could say Carson Wentz is below the top 15, maybe. Floating around it. Yeah, but he's in that middle range. I mean, he's he's better than some quarterbacks in the NFL starting right now. Uh, so, right now, Washington has the 16th pick in the draft. Um, they're not going to get one of the top quarterbacks, no, right? No. And, and we're going to talk about this eventually. Anthony Richardson, who is just sprinting up draft boards right I now. I it so much. I don't get it. It's, it's, it's not – Will Levis, I understand why he's falling – but I don't think the two, just because Levis is falling, Anthony Richardson should be jumping up. To, some people are saying number one pick, which is ridiculous. But all the same, uh, I don't think Washington can do that. Unless they trade up, maybe they find a way. But Lamar Jackson, to their no, that doesn't that doesn't sound that crazy. I mean, look at what you're seeing from the Washington Commanders. You know, they bring in Eric Bieniemy, who is the assistant coach, and he goes on today, I believe, the Adam Schefter podcast, um, and says, you know, Going into this last season, me and Andy Reid had an understanding. I'm out after this year. I know what's going to happen. That's that. I and we were both okay with that. I wanted more of a role inside of the inside of the choices, and I think he's getting that with what he's going to be doing with the Commanders. If it's Sam Howell, maybe it's going to be a bat. If any quarterback comes in, it's either going to be one or two things. I don't think it's draft. I think draft's thrown out. I think it's going to either be a quarterback battle between him, Sam Howell, and X veteran guy maybe yeah. maybe uh you know a I don't know I think Derek Carr wins the job immediately Lamar Jackson wins the job immediately anybody they bring in for agent I think they win the job right it's not Sam Howell it's not Sam Howell 
if they they're not in a great like in a sexy pick right now at 16 to grab any kind of piece that's going to be building of Sam Howell. Yeah, that's a best overall pick right there. You're looking at a system where they're Airbnb is going to do what he knows, which is Andy Reid style. So he wants that gunslinger kind of mentality of a quarterback. I could see a Derek Carr going there more than I could see a Lamar Jackson. If they don't franchise Jackson and he's able to walk, I could see Derek Carr ending up in Washington because he does give you more of that style that you've seen from Patrick Mahomes. Clearly not the same talent level, but he gives you that throw it down the field style, moving the ball over the air. And you have, you have Terry McLaurin there, uh, Logan Thomas, you have, you have, uh, you know, certain pieces there that they can do that with an already a young running back and, uh, Robinson who, who showed very, very high signs of being a, a top tier running back in the NFL. I think the Carson Wentz move was less of you suck and more of we're moving on. We're moving on. Yeah. We, we're saving money. We can build around a guy cheaper than what we're going to get you in. And, and Derek Carr, I mean, his situation in Washington would be similar as it was, I mean, in Vegas, where mm-hmm. you just get the ball to your best player. And he, I mean, sometimes Devontae Adams would have 16 targets a game. Yeah. You can just do that to Terry McLaurin. You can get the ball down the field. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think you're going to see like that. I don't know if they go for Sam Howell. I know a lot of people, especially if you're talking to like fantasy people who are looking at dynasty kind of stuff, which, you know, they all kind of cross over. Uh, a lot of people have a lot of faith in Sam Howe. They think Sam Howe is like this next guy. He's going to be it for the team. I don't know. You're bringing in a new offensive coordinator in there. Is Sam Howe giving you Patrick Mahomes vibes? Because that's what that's what Eric Bieniemy is going to be trying to build. Is that kind of offense a quarterback who's smart on the field, field general kind of style that's going to come out there, be able to tell what's, be able to read defenses and have zero fear of chucking that thing forty plus yards. Yeah, I can't see Howe being that guy. I don't see it either. I don't see it either, uh, just from the different styles out of college where he was. Uh, and, and frankly, Carson Wentz wasn't that guy. You know, Carson Wentz was not that guy. He was – he's – I think some of his regression and the reason why he's been out of these teams so far is because of his one sense of when to throw and when to hold. I mean, if you're a Titans fan, obviously you saw when he was with the Colts, the pick six where he's getting slung down and he just throws the ball up and it's a pick six uh, to – I forget who it was that caught that and scored the touchdown. Um, but regardless, you know, that's a decision. You should have held on to that sack. Well, even in, like, in Washington, I believe the Titans played the Commanders, and it came down to that last drive, like, mm-hmm. in the red zone, yeah. within five yards, and it was just poor decision-making. Exactly. So, uh, I think I think that's more of what it is, too. I think he has the talent, but he's not going to fit. We're moving on from you. We're able to save a lot of money. It makes too much sense, and we have our eyes on another target. Could they trade up to try to get one of these young quarterbacks? Absolutely. 16 is not a great place to be at, though. The Titans, comparatively, at 11, are in a much better spot to move up to try to get that number one spot. But the the, the commanders, they're going to have to give up a piece. You're not giving up Brian Robinson. Maybe you give up Scary Terry? No chance. I don't think so. I mean, I, the enemy likes Terry McLaurin a lot. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that offense is going to be centered around him next year. There, there, there's a lot of moves that are going to happen here. There are a lot of moves that's going to happen here. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen uh, for this team. They, I don't expect them to be an overnight success story, though. That's for sure. Not a chance. You know, because Derek Carr coming in does that give you more faith that, that team's going to be better in the NFC? Yeah. Not in the NFC East. 
not the NFC East, but the rest of them. Sure. Yeah. You know, you could you could get in on a wild card pretty easily out there. It feels like. Yeah, I, I mean, there's just uh, winning games in that division was super easy. Now it's like, yeah, doesn't really matter who you have. So I don't I don't know I don't know uh, I think Carson Wentz though he's gonna find a starting job somewhere he's definitely gonna find a starting job I would probably put my money on the Raiders because it just seems like it fits the Raiders are one of those teams when you go back and look how many people ended their career as a Raider you're like wow every great player ended their career as a Raider I don't know what the magnet of attraction is but they all went there to just give it one last shot and it never works out and Carson Wentz I don't know if I would say he's a great player but if you get in the in the eyes of legitimate MVP talent and people are saying you should be an MVP you're pretty good at one point uh and I don't know if he ends his career Raider but it just seems like a logical next step that he joins the likes of like Randy Moss and Jerry Rice where they just end up in in the Raiders it also kind of seems like Warren Sapp Aaron Rodgers could fall into that category too exactly that's what I, I mean obviously there's always been rumors about that I never really thought about Wentz to the Raiders I mean it wouldn't be a bad fit I think they can get him on the cheap too. That's what I'm saying. I don't know what he's gonna want. How much you? Well, it's, it doesn't on. really matter how much oh, he wants. True. What's he's, he gonna get? Yeah, that's that's true. You know what I mean? What what are you gonna What are you gonna do for us? You know, that's that's the adage of like Derek Carr to the Titans that I was talking about a couple weeks ago. People think Derek Carr to the Titans like the Titans sit on this lofty position over Derek Carr, and it's like Derek Carr's got to sell himself to us. No, he does not. The Titans have to sell themselves to Derek Carr. What is what is the Titans doing for Derek Carr? What's, what's Carson Wentz going to do for whatever team? Yeah, Derek's interviewing the Titans. That's, that's not the other one. Wentz way. is getting passed around. <laughs> I mean, that's what's happening right now. Three teams in three years. That's not good. That is not a good look for a guy. So what, what, are, you, what are you doing right now, Carson Wentz? What are you going to bring to the team for us? When we come back, Jordan DeJani is going to join us. I'm going to lay out my plan for how the Titans get the first-round draft pick. I'm going to see what Jordan says because Jordan – CBSSports.com, very intelligent, covers the NFL. You're going to want to hear it on the other side here on the afternoon stretch. Here's what we see. Busy on the south loop, 40 east at the Bumbrey and Broadway. Steady flow of traffic continues south of Nashville down into Brentwood, Franklin. It's building pretty good. It's been in pretty good shape, actually, on 24 eastbound at Bell Road. All that traffic continuing out into Murfreesboro, Rutherford County. Lots of radar continues in two counties, uh, out in Wilson County on I-40 and in Dixon County as well. Princess Hot Chicken, they are catering. Check out that awesome menu if you haven't been over there in a while at princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic finding great candidates to hire can be like well trying to find a needle in a haystack sure you can post your job to some job board but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ziprecruiter.com free ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job you get qualified candidates fast so while other companies might deliver a lot of hay ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for the needle in the haystack four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day ZipRecruiter the smartest way to hire and right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free that's right free just go to this exclusive web address ZipRecruiter.com slash free that's ZipRecruiter.com slash free ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Realtors abide by a code of ethics. This is Article 9 in action. Beth, a first-time homebuyer, knew nothing about the home buying process. 
except that she wanted to buy a home. But her realtor had the expertise to make sure Beth understood every document, even giving her copies to review with her lawyer so Beth could close on her first home with confidence. Complicated things explained in simple terms. The difference between an agent and a realtor is real. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. That's who we are. Bundling car and renter's insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? Look for the signs. Chances are they live in a home and have a car. They use money and enjoy having more of it. They probably drink lots of lemonade. Mmm, lemonade. And they've probably said something suspicious like, I'm bundling with GEICO or stop spying on me with those binoculars. If so, you may want to ask them how easy it was to bundle with GEICO. Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors. When was the last time you did something fun with family, friends, co-workers, and clients? What if I told you about a place under one roof that offers affordable entertainment for all ages? That's what you'll find at Strike and Spare Family Fun Centers in Donaldson, Hermitage, Tusculum, Hendersonville, and Murfreesboro with bowling, games, food, drink, and entertainment for all ages. Enjoy an enhanced experience in Hendersonville or Murfreesboro where they feature additional fun with bumper cars, laser tag, roller skating, and more. All locations are open seven days a week, including holidays. Visit online at strikeandspare.com. Strike and Spare, where fun is bowling. You know, it's never too late to start feeling some March Madness. Be sure not to miss out on all the action. The High Valley Conference Basketball Championship presented by United Fidelity Bank is the return to Ford Center in downtown Evansville from March 1st through the 4th as the first week of entries into the NCAA basketball tournaments are crowned. All session tickets and single game tickets are on sale through each OVC school ticket office, Ticketmaster.com, and the Ford Center box office. Visit ovcsports.com forward slash Evansville for more details and be there to OVC it in person. Call now, 615-844-5600 with any criticism of the afternoon stretch. Don't worry, they're not smart enough to understand. The afternoon stretch, Devil McKenzie, Zach Williams here inside the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. Good to talk to my good buddy, and Hendersonville native, just like myself. I won't give out his whole address, though. Good luck on finding that. Jordan DeJani. Follow him on Twitter, at Jordan DeJani. Covers NFL for CBS Sports. Jordan, thank you so much for jumping in, buddy. Yo, yo, what's going on? You guys got me? I've got you. You sound great. You you just – this is top tier, Jordan. It's always an elite-level interview when I get you on. Absolutely, man. Always excited for it. So tell me about this magnificent play to trade up to the number one overall pick. First of all, tell me, what quarterback would you like in your wheelhouse? You know, it's it's interesting. Uh, we were just talking about that, Jordan. I don't know. I don't. I don't know who I would want. Uh, it's such a toss up. I gotta go C.J. Stroud. I think because I'm dealing with this in my own like fantasy dynasty draft, right? So I get to look at it from that point of view of like who would I take anyway? But if I'm the Titans, I want more of a prolific size over Bryce Young. So first off, if, if I'm gonna throw that out there, that that's who I'm looking at. I'm looking more at C.J. Stroud. Uh, less of Bryce Young. I can't argue with that. I think C.J. Stroud is probably, quote-unquote, built a little bit better. I think he's more efficient as a passer. But I think QB1 for me would be Bryce Young. But the reason I ask that question is I find it kind of interesting that you want to trade up to the number one overall pick, but at the same time, there's not exactly that consensus number one quarterback, which mm. I think is kind of interesting. And I think it's going to be fun to see what happens with all of these quarterback needy teams. Which one is going to be the aggressor when it comes to moving up to the top spot on the draft board so they can be aggressive in the new acquisition of their signal caller? 
So this is this is my reason for it, Jordan. Uh, the Titans. You look at you look at the NFL playoffs, right? The AFC side. It's nothing but young quarterbacks. Patrick Mahomes is the old man in the room at twenty-seven. So you have a future of seeing young quarterbacks in the AFC specifically in the playoffs. Burrow's not going anywhere. Patrick Mahomes not going anywhere. Josh Allen's not going anywhere. The list goes on and on and on of names that you're going to have to run into. So I do think the Titans are in a situation that they're going to have to get with the times, if you will. And I think it's a perfect situation, as, of course, today Scheffner put out there that, you know, the the the, I love the, the verbiage too. The Bears are leaning towards trading uh, the first round pick, which I think everybody already had that on their you know their their uh, uh, bingo card already for this offseason. But I think the Titans are in a good situation to get up there, and it's a situation that's kind of needed. Some people would say Ryan Tannehill should be in here, but it does feel like it's kind of needed when you have the Colts. And you have the Texans who are about to jump in this arms race of young quarterbacks. The Wolves are at the door, and you're about to be the old man left in the division. That's what it feels like the Titans are kind of in that situation with what they already have to deal with Jacksonville. And then the possibility of Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud going to the other half of your division, you can be very much looking from the bottom up because the young quarterback game is where you need to be, and they're stuck with Ryan Tannehill. So this is my trade idea, Jordan. I think it works out perfectly. There's a lot of commonalities here, and I think it, it's short. And I want you to I want you to judge this. So, the Bears they have their quarterback. I think they're sticking with Justin Fields. I think it's a lot of hoopla that people are saying, "Oh, they could move on." Well, they could. I don't think they do though. That'd be a step backwards. And we saw Justin Fields have success on this team, and they need to build around Justin Fields. One of their needs this offseason is running back. They're, you know, David Montgomery, what they're going to do with that situation, who knows? Could it be Khalil Herbert? Who knows? I think they need a position that is going to be a veteran, star-studded, who still has life in his legs, and I think that's Derrick Henry. I think it's Derrick Henry and the first-round pick, number 11 from the Titans, to go, a la kind of a trade that we saw with A.J. Brown last year, uh, another star player and your first-round pick to move up in the draft. Just this one is that first-round pick. Yikes, man. I like where your head's at, but at the same time, my first response is, that's it? That's it? You got to look at the history of what the number one overall pick has been going for. I think the last time it happened, actually, the Tennessee Titans were involved. Um, mm-hmm. They gave, what, the Rams the first overall pick, um, a fourth and a sixth round pick. And for the Rams, they get Tennessee their first round pick, of course, but then two second rounders, a third rounder, a future first and third rounders, multiple third round picks as well. So if Derrick Henry was included in this Titans trade, I would expect at the very least himself, of course, their first their first round pick. Then I'm expecting a couple of mid-round picks, probably third and fourth this year, and then a future first on top of that. Because we know that running back position is, is something that's coming a dime a dozen. And while Derrick Henry is an absolute legend, the last of a dying breed, I get that. Though you're going to have to give up more if you want to acquire that top pick in the draft. See, and that's where I disagree with it, Jordan, and that's why I love our conversations because we can disagree with each other. But I think the running back position is actually as malleable as it possibly can get. I mean, you look at the Kansas City Chiefs who just won uh, the Super Bowl with a a plethora of different running backs throughout the season, and Isaiah Pacheco, who played really good but played good because of the system that he's in. He wasn't ever a star-studded running back. He just was the right running back at the right time. But I think the the Derrick Henry model – 
which I also believe that you look at the Chicago Bears side, they need a running back like that to counteract what they're going to be doing with uh, Justin Fields on the on the ground, as well as you look at Kari Blassingame there, who was a former Tennessee Titan fullback that's there with Chicago now. So there's already that continuity on that side of the backfield. But they you can you can really fit in. I mean, look at Deontay Foreman. Deontay Foreman last year for the Tennessee Titans comes in when he goes down. Uh, talking about he being Derrick Henry and Deontay Foreman right away, a top tier NFL back in stats wise, maybe not name wise, and then goes to Carolina. They move on from another great running back in Christian McCaffrey, and then he's great in Carolina. So I feel like you can field running backs in the NFL much more than you're going to be able to do with quarterbacks in the NFL, obviously, but even so, more so, you can you can fit in running backs better and you're going to be able to fit in wide receivers. Yeah, I mean, all these stories you're giving me about random running backs coming out of the woodwork even significantly decreases Derrick Henry's value in my mind. <laughs> I really do wonder what his value is in the eyes of other NFL owners because, of course, they view him as the, probably the top running back in the NFL. Maybe Christian McCaffrey has that argument because of his versatility. But at the same time, the Titans ex haven't exactly had – they had that one year of postseason success, and that was about it. And now it feels like the, the franchise is kind of heading in the opposite direction. So – you know, when it comes to the running back position, they would have to value Derrick Henry extremely high if he's going to be worth what is basically a substitute for five to six picks, including a first-rounder in there as well. I know that Chicago really does like Khalil Herbert. I think he averaged over five yards per carry. He was magnificent this year. I think fans liked him more than David Montgomery, who is a free agent now, but Chicago has all the cap space in the world to work with, so uh, bringing him back is not out of the question. But, yeah, again, I just feel like there's going to be more picks that have to be given to Chicago in addition with Derrick Henry for the Titans to get that number one overall spot. I think I agree with that, Jordan. I, 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 you know, Looking back at it more, yeah, you're right. They do need to move up, and I think it's a time for the Titans. Like I said, the Wolves are at the door. The, the Colts are going to get a young quarterback. The Texans are going to get a young quarterback. That's going to happen. Whether they work out or not, time will tell. But we have seen that the young quarterback race is the way that you need to go right now in the NFL. And I think Ryan Tannehill is not going to be enough to muster up whatever it is that they're going to be able to do if they do keep Derrick Henry and, and continue the continuity, which they kind of have shown with hiring Tim Kelly as the OC. It, it seems like they're going to continue to do the same thing. And I've, I've said this before. It feels like the definition of insanity where they're just going to try and try and try and hope for a different result, but they're not going to get that different result result and Derrick Henry is kind of taking a step back from those 2,000 yard days that he had because he is human so I, I feel like the Titans have to do a lot right now to get ahead of the competition right now they got they got they're keeping up with the Joneses and they need to get ahead of the Joneses right now yeah I would 100% agree there's not a like a large sense of urge or optimism I should say heading into 2023 can the Titans still win the division absolutely but are they going to enter that elite tier of what a contender in the NFL truly is probably not and I forgot to say this but listen if I'm going to make that aggressive play for the number one overall pick it's not this year it's mm. next year with Caleb Williams and a guy by the name of Drake May who I'm keeping a close eye on I think that the Titans maybe should be aggressive next year as opposed to this year so you like that? That that was going to be kind of the segue into it, uh, talking about the the combine. But really, you like you like next year's quarterback class a whole lot more than you like this year's. 
I do. I do. I think that this class is very solid. Don't get me wrong. It's certainly not like last year's where we had Kenny Pickett go in the first round and then the next quarterback went at something like 84, 86 overall, whatever it was. There was legitimate talent in this class. And it's, I mean, we could fill up days with talking about some of these prospects like Anthony Richardson and Will Levis. But to me, you know, I'm looking at Bryce Young. I'm looking at CJ Stroud. Those are obviously my top two. And then I've already come to the conclusion that if I'm an NFL GM, Everyone else is going to be higher on players like Will Levis um, and uh, Anthony Richardson than I am. So I'm kind of already crossed them off my draft board because I think they're maybe going a little higher than I anticipate. But next year, man, next year, those top two quarterbacks at the top of the class, I think are legitimate franchise changers. I would feel at this point maybe more confident in being aggressive next offseason as opposed to this one in front of us. Talking with Jordan DeJani. You can follow him on Twitter at Dor- Jordan DeJani, not Jordan DeJani. Uh, <laughs> covers CBS, or sorry, covers the NFL for CBS Sports. I'm all turned around, Jordan. All right. I, co- I cover the CBS for the NFL. That's correct. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're making sure all those media people are doing the right thing. Uh, so, Jordan, when you're looking at the combine coming up, say the Titans stay at that 11 spot. It feels like then, and that's, the, once again, it goes back to the continuity that the Titans have kind of seem like they're trying to do with their their main positions they they are going to be keeping with Ryan Tannehill they are going to be keeping with Derrick Henry no major moves on that front no major moves in scheme do you think that it's offensive tackle with that first pick yeah I think that'd be a great direction I think everybody would be excited for that especially someone like Paris Johnson out of Ohio State Um, he's a guy who seems like he could be a day one starter fill in for Taylor Lewan out there on the left side the other position I want to throw out there, and I don't know if it's just me, but the, o- the only position I talk about all the time when it comes to the Tennessee Titans is cornerback. I think that's a legitimately premier position in the NFL. I think that the Titans have a couple of young players who are legitimate starters and guys like Christian Fulton and Roger McCreary. Hopefully that Auburn player is a guy who can take a major step forward in year two. But I'm looking at this cornerback class, guys, and I think that there are several guys worth a legitimate first-round grade. And I feel like if Tennessee went with somebody athletic and big on the outside, like a Christian Gonzalez or a smaller player, I think he's smaller, Cam Smith from South Carolina, somebody who really piques my interest as well. I think drafting a cornerback day one would be something I keep my eye on. It's something clearly the Titans need help with. I mean, they're secondary, and and I think you have more optimist hope than I do with Christian Fulton as a real lockdown cornerback number one. I think he isn't. I think he's a guy that – uh, he needs help. He can be a great cornerback too for a team, but we've seen him try and fail many times on that outside, uh, covering that stud guy. And it's just, I think they need legitimate help there. So I wouldn't be mad at that either. You really can't go super wrong with the draft. Now we say that, but the Titans have a history of going super wrong with their draft. So with that being said, what do you think would be going super wrong for the draft for the Titans B? I didn't know. I don't know if we could have predicted what happened with Isaiah Wilson. Uh, I didn't follow his his story too much in terms of him having what may have been problems off the field. To me, that kind of came out of nowhere and surprised me. But in, in, in terms of going wrong, it would kind of be replicating what happened with Caleb Farley. I mean, taking a guy who is a first-round talent late in the opening rounds, but knowing that he has a, a long injury history, and obviously that's a pick that did not pan out. Even when he was remaining healthy, he looked pretty lost. He didn't look like a starting quarterback. He didn't look like somebody who I thought could even play safety at this point. So taking a chance in the first round is not something that the Titans want to do because of their recent history. But like you said, looking at the draft board, sitting at number 11 overall, they're going to have plenty of options and take players that at least I would deem to be somewhat sure things. 
talking with Jordan DeJani. You can follow him on Twitter at Jordan DeJani. Uh, go up to your your favorite place in the world, D.C. Uh, the Commanders release Carson Wentz today. Do you see a trade everything kind of trade, like a Ricky Williams kind of trade happening for the for the Commanders to move up and grab one of these young quarterbacks? Are they really going to be in on Sam Howe? So first of all, I'm kind of shaking with fury because I think that the day that the commanders traded for Carson Wentz was a day everyone understood that this was not going to work out. Ron Rivera was seemingly the only person in the NFL world who thought Carson Wentz was worth trading for. The Colts were were throwing parties that they were able to deal off this quarterback, him being a one and done. Sure enough, Carson Wentz, when he was reserted into the starting lineup late in the year, I think it was against the Cleveland Browns, threw three picks at home. Um, buried the, the Washington football team from any kind of postseason hopes. He's done. And I don't see him as being a legitimate starter anywhere else, just looking at what has happened over the past few years. I think he's going to be an interesting guy you can bring in as a backup, maybe keep an eye on the Buffalo Bills in that regard. Um, but Carson Wentz is not somebody that I'm going to be interested in if I'm looking for my QB1. Now, when it comes to Washington's prospects moving forward, they have reportedly been telling everyone that they were talking to in the offensive coordinator interviews – that they are going to treat Sam Sam Howell like QB1. And I got to tell you the guys this. I've only watched him a couple times, right? In the preseason, he was impressive against Carolina. Um, He was very impressive in his first career start against the Dallas Cowboys at home. I don't think they're crazy for having this kind of mindset right now. I don't know if he's going to be that guy, but he does a lot in terms of being a dual-threat athlete. He's confident throwing the ball. It seems like he can almost make all the throws. He's not somebody like Zach Wilson who's been off target with a bunch of his tosses. So I'm very intrigued by this guy. And the other thing that we need to talk about is, sure, Washington is in the market to add a quarterback. But if we're going to be talking about a guy like Derek Carr, he's going to come fairly expensive. So how can you march forward thinking that your second-year signal caller is QB1, but also hand whatever it is, $60 million to an aging veteran who's looking for a change of scenery. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I'm very interested to see what, who that quarterback's going to be that Washington brings in, but I don't know if they're going to be chasing somebody who all the other teams are chasing, like a Lamar Jackson, Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo. I feel like it may be somebody else. Who is that other quarterback? Well, time will tell. Now, the other side of that argument is where do you think Carson Wentz goes? Oh, I mean, it literally could be anybody. If I truly do think that he's going to be a backup quarterback and not a starter, it really could be basically any one of these 32 NFL teams. I brought up the Buffalo Bills because I feel like they're a team that, I don't know if they have a lot of history of doing it, but there's somebody who's going to bring in uh, a backup, somebody who's down on their luck and try to almost rehabilitate them with one of the best coaching staffs in the entire National Football League. He's obviously a big-bodied guy who can step in and, and, and maybe start a game or two if something goes awry with Josh Allen. That's kind of the more situation I'm looking at for Carson Wentz because I don't think the Raiders or the Seahawks, if something goes wrong with Geno Smith or, or the Jets, would, be, would benefit from looking for Carson Wentz, even if he comes on a cheap deal. I have a hard time believing he can be QB1 right now. Jordan DeJani has been our guest. You can follow him on Twitter at Jordan DeJani. Covers the NFL for CBS Sports. I got it right that time, Jordan. Don't worry. I, I made sure to get that. <laughs> write it all out, and so that way I say it just perfectly for you. Absolutely, man. Thank you. Appreciate you coming on, buddy. Always good to have Jordan DeJani on. He is a wealth of knowledge when it comes to NFL. And look, we, Combine's tomorrow. We didn't even talk about it. There's going to be a ton coming out, especially that Combine, because the Stroud, just like what we were talking about, and he he led off to start the, the first part of that interview, that 
quarterback one, whoever that is, this isn't the Trevor Lawrence year where it was a plus 150,000 that uh, you're going to see Trevor Lawrence be drafted number one. We don't know who's going to be drafted number one. This combine is going to be heavily scrutinized. And uh, your little OH buddy over there, CJ Stroud, he's going to be heavily scrutinized, but I think he's going to I think he's going to come out the victor. I think you're going to see him go first-round pick to whoever trades up because I think the Bears are for sure trading. It's going to happen. I just don't know who that's going to be. Can I give my opinion on the two? Well, no. This is, this is, the, way, this is <laughs> the way I see these two players. If you put both of these quarterbacks in a bad situation, I think Bryce Young is better. I think he'd be able to shine more in a, in a worse system. If you put both of them in a really good system – I think C.J. Stroud all around is the better quarterback, and I think he's who you'd rather, who, who you'd rather have. Hmm. Who has more longevity in your eyes? C.J. Stroud. Yeah. Just because of the build, the height. It's just, it seems like some of the smaller quarterbacks in the NFL, it just seems like that trending downward. Yeah. It's, uh, the real answer to this is Will Levis will probably be the best quarterback out of this draft, and everybody's wrong. That's the reality of it. So sad. So sad that's probably going to be true. Or Anthony Richardson. Who knows? Uh, it's... All these quarterbacks are going to be vying. And, and let's not forget, Hendon Hooker, and then your two-time back-to-back national championship winning quarterback, Stetson Bennett, is also in this class. He's not. He's, he might as well not be. It's just, what do we all, it, this guy has only succeeded at every opportunity he's given at the highest level that he possibly could, and for some reason he's like, maybe round six. And Anthony Richardson <laughs> didn't, throw a quarter, uh, didn't throw a touchdown pass until like week four. It was against Tennessee, I think. And their defense is not good. <laughs> Yeah, it's really strange. I never understand how the the changing of the board is so like variable dependent when they're not playing. Because in the middle of all this, like in the middle of the season, nobody was thinking Anthony Richardson first round at all. Not just not just first pick, first round. Now it's gotten so far that he's first round and first pick. But because he isn't playing. He looks better. It's got to be the hand size. He, that's, I mean, it's got to be what it is. It's Baker's problem. That's Kenny Pickett's problem. Kenny Pickett, bad quarterback. Huge. Small, tiny little hands. It was a huge deal for them. Ball's too big. It's a problem. Maybe if they did like a weird, you know, MLB kind of rule change to make the ball a little smaller. Isn't he the one that wears gloves when he throws? Yeah. Super, but, but you know what it does? It makes him a little bigger. Fair. Yeah. A little, little bit more width on your hands. Needs it. He's got those baby hands. How's he supposed to hold? How's he supposed to hold that big old ball with that baby little hand? And then he's in Pittsburgh of all places. It's cold. Yeah. So he's got more shrinkage going on. Can't throw it that far. Six one five eight four four fifty six hundred. Final segment coming up. If you want to get in, we want to talk to you. Maybe you got a thought. Maybe you got a thought on this. Something that we just talked about with Jordan and Janny. I want to hear from you. Six one five eight four four fifty six hundred. Good afternoon. We still see this heavy traffic in certain sections of Madison on 65 North, just trying to work your way up to Vietnam Vets. Looks pretty normal right now, whatever normal is. Traffic's increasing even more out through the Mount Julian area again. On the interstate, it's still moving. It's just stop and go up and down. Sections of Belinda Parkway, steady flow. Traffic continues uh, south of us on 65 as you work your way through Williamson County. Again, it got a little bit heavy down around 840 just a few minutes ago. Hey, Princess Hot Chicken is catering there online for that menu. Check it out, princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Hey, you know it's a leap year, right? No, the next leap year isn't until 2024. Nope, it's this year. I can prove it. Here, play this new instant game from the Tennessee Lottery. Uh, okay. <laughs> Woohoo! I won! See what you did there? I jumped up and down? No, that was a leap. 
Don't miss your chance to jump for joy this February with our newest instant games. You could win up to $5 million. The Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. And now, some big news from WINN. The new February instant games from the Tennessee Lottery have arrived. Now, for some bigger news, there are four new exciting games to choose from. And now, for our biggest news yet, you could win a top prize of $5 million. Make a break for fun today with February Instant Games, only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Bundling home and car insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? They may drop little hints like... Beautiful day out. Even more beautiful since we saved by bundling our home and car insurance with GEICO. Or... Yard work is hard. Much harder than bundling with GEICO, which was easy. Or it may be even subtler, like... Speaking of burgers, we bundled our home and car insurance with GEICO and saved a bunch of money. Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors. In uncertain times, you can be certain of this. The Salvation Army is serving those most in need with help and hope. Thanks to your donations, the Salvation Army is helping those affected by COVID-19. Those who've lost wages, who have no home to retreat to, who need food help with utilities, and most of all, hope. To see how you can continue to make a difference, visit GiveWestwood.org. GiveWestwood.org. Golfers, teed up at Edwin Watts Golf Shops for the hottest new arrivals from Callaway. Featuring the Paradigm Woods and Irons. The Paradigm Woods are engineered with forged carbon to have unparalleled distance and forgiveness. The Irons feature a high-strength forged face for increased launch, speed, and spin. A new paradigm in performance. Swing into Edwin Watts Golf Shops and get custom fit today. Edwin Watts Golf Shops, unmatched expertise, unmatched service. Your exclusive national sports radio, WNSR, skies can forecast. There's a wind advisory till 6 p.m. This afternoon, sunshine and windy with a stray shower. The high 80, winds gusting to 45 miles per hour. Clear with less wind tonight, low 48. Sunny Tuesday, high 74. Utilizing the resources of the Motherbug Network on national sports radio, I'm WNSR's meteorologist, Jim Rinaldi. Sports Radio, WNSR. It's a Bill King show. Pac-12 football is a joke. It's a laughing stock. It has been left behind by Father Time a long time ago. It has not been prominent in a decade at least. And do you want to know why? God-forsaken leadership. That's why. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. The show that makes the average person say, hey, I can do that. The Afternoon Stretch. Good stuff there from Jordan Ajani. If you missed that the last segment, you got to go check it out. WNSR.com. It's already up and you can click the Afternoon Stretch tab. No show tomorrow. Vandy Baseball. And it looks like the weather's going to be good, so don't worry about that. They also have a turf field. Everybody was freaking out on Friday. They were like, what's going to happen? They're not letting the crowds in or whatever because a little bit of rain. They have a turf field. That they're, Outside of Lightning, they're going to play those games. Uh, historic Flood and Lightning, they're going to play those games. Um, but all the same, 
So we won't be here tomorrow. Start of the NFL Combine is tomorrow, which is fun. So then we all get to look at whoever the best draft pick is, which the best draft pick is the guy who runs the 40 fastest. No one, yeah. It's always in everybody's life. They're like, he ran it this fast. He's the best. And they're like, we got to get John Ross now, you know, and then That was the, like the, when the script flipped for the Bengals, when they took John Ross ninth overall (laughs) and they were like, that was awful. Let's only pick amazing players from now on and they did yeah because john ross really bad really bad and he's on the chiefs now but he's also really fast no he's fast but it's glass cannon you know what i mean it just breaks oh yeah you use it one time it's gone. big boost but he's gonna break he's too small he's that's what that's why he's so fast i remember because I, I remember hating that pick so much and i watched him play and i think like one of his first plays he just took a jet sweep and fumbled the ball never saw him on the field really ever again mm. nope yeah, he's on the he's on. I think he's on a Chiefs future contract is what mm. it is. I don't know if he signed that before or after the Super Bowl. Got a ring? Maybe. If he did it before, he got a ring. That's true. Isn't that crazy? Melvin Gordon. I was going to say Melvin Gordon. Yeah. Shout out. Uh, so I've been rude all day today because I, I Devlin's a part of the show, and he's been wanting to talk NBA basketball this entire time, and he even asked me early, "Can we please talk NBA basketball to end the show today?" Because you've had like a like a real just whirlwind of emotions in the past, just these past day, really, of games. Yeah, no, the NBA, so for those of you who aren't watching it, I don't blame you, but post-All-Star weekend, that's the time to get into it. That's when basketball starts getting really good. These players start buckling down, and they have playoff hopes. The Lakers, essentially, right now. Right. Um, Who I said could be a team you have to watch out about halfway through the season after this break. And and, here we go. And that's the thing. I mean, I don't know. I don't think that D'Angelo Russell is a better player than Russell Westbrook by any means, but I do think that he will facilitate better and he turns the ball over way less, Mm -hmm. which is really all they need. And right now it's paying off. They're they're winning games. Uh, The Mavericks game was unreal. I mean, I, I believe that was Sunday or Saturday. What day was that? It was, it was Sunday. Weekend. No, it was Sunday. Oh, it was Sunday? Okay, yeah. so I mean, it was I, yesterday. I was today's wa- Monday. I was watching that game. I didn't move my bed. I didn't leave. <laughs> I just watched nothing but basketball. I'll sprinkle in a little bit of spring training. You're like bit. Last of Us, like you know the 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 clickers. You're just like in the ground and you just got the vines growing on you. You're just watching NBA. Strictly Adam Silver's not. claws just all over you. Did not move. I swear. <laughs> but that game, I remember watching it. It's the first quarter and the Lakers are down twenty. So I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna hop on my phone and scroll through TikTok for. I don't know, two hours. Way too long. I look up, and the Lakers are up. I think it's like 91 to 90. I have no idea what happened. Truly, I have no clue what happened, what, where things changed, but the Lakers came back and won against the Mavericks, which is a big game. And I don't know what it is, but the Mavericks are not – they got Kyrie Irving and didn't improve. Yeah. Make it make sense to me. Yeah. I don't understand. It's like this clash. I feel like this is the NBA. I mean, you look at like you look at that game, right? You have Anthony Davis hitting a thirty-point game. LeBron got over twenty-five. I think he got twenty-six in that one. Mm-hmm. Schroeder sixteen. There's just something about when you're able to get your role players involved, but be role players, yeah. right? And your stars get to be your stars. LeBron and Anthony Davis got to be the stars. That's what they need to do. And I feel like with Russell Westbrook for so long with the Lakers, it was just too many, too many chefs in the kitchen. He he should have been a role player, but he can't be. He no. there. It's inertly in him that he can't be. Exactly. And I think Kyrie Irving is the same kind of situation with the Mavs. And there's still plenty of basketball mm-hmm. to have. There's still a lot of forming going on with these teams. And him and Luca, like they're they're the stars. But we've seen so many times that Kyrie Irving going in to try to be 
the A1 guy or A2 guy, whatever you want to put out there, and not being the B guy, which is what he should be and mm-hmm. what he's good at and what he did with LeBron with the, the Cavs, it does cause a problem. And, and you know, it, they are putting up 70 points a game combined, but something's not working. It's just yeah. that the team itself is just – they're not functioning right. Do I think they can maybe pull something together before the playoffs? Potentially, yes. But as of right now, it's getting to that point where you got to figure it out now. Like you got to, you got to get, you got, you got to get it together right now. And the Mavericks have not been able to do it yet. And the Lakers right now are on that trend where they're going up, and a lot of people are happy to see it. I mean, I, I'm a big, big LeBron fan. I want to see him succeed. Uh, another big game Friday night was, I believe it was Sacramento and the Clippers. It went 176 to 175 and double overtime. <laughs> and the only way that I can describe that in NFL terms is the Rams-Chiefs game from a few years ago. Monday Night Football. 53-51 to 51 or whatever that final score yeah. was. Just amazing. I'll never forget where I was or what I was doing that day when I saw that game, and I'm never going to forget where I was and what I was doing Friday night when I saw that game. It's it's always funny. I think I've said this before, but like our group chat that we have, I'll just I just know what Devlin's doing because he's like, is anybody else watching yeah. this Clippers game? <laughs> like I, I'll and it's send, always a resounding no. <laughs> yeah, no. Nobody's ever watching when I'm watching. Yeah, no. But occasionally, yeah, I'll throw a text in where I just say one thing, and it's like, all right, now i got to go look this up. There's no detail behind it at all. I'm going to go look it up. I know. Oh, dude, last night you did it to me because yeah. I wasn't watching Damian Lillard. No. Guess what I was? I was in bed. I was about to. I was like closed eye, and I've talked about this before. I'll sometimes have like a podcast or something going on in my ear with my head with the, like the AirPods. <laughs> Flex. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'll have those going on, and then I get the Siri voice text that's like a text from Devlin McKenzie, and it's like, Damian Lillard. That's all it says. And I'm sitting here, well, great. Now I have to figure out what's going on with Damian Lillard. So I, you know, I'm like, oh, 71 points. That's insane. Yeah. That was incredible. And then the last He's doing thing, it for nothing. No, I know. That's the thing. They might not even make the playoffs. There's yeah. a real-life chance where they don't make the playoffs. And if they do, goodbye. Is it just pride? Like, I think there's a lot of dignity inside of, like, Derek Jeter sticking with the Yankees his entire career. But, you know, he was winning and he was top of the world mm-hmm. with that team. Uh, I, for a long time, I talked about that with Brady. Uh, obviously, he went to the Bucks, but there's not a lot of players that just stick with one team. Like, is it? I guess you got to be a little prideful and like think that's pretty excellent of him to stay with the Trailblazers, knowing there's no future really of of overall championship. I think he's just the king of Portland. Yeah, I mean that's just the way it is. He really is. What's your last thing? The last thing. Sorry. Yes, hmm. there was two of the most incredible things I've ever seen in my entire life. The first one was the Celtics Sixers game. Yeah. Joel Embiid hits a full court shot to tie the game and send it to overtime, but it doesn't count. Just like him and Miz. And I'm thinking to myself, I've never seen this before, and there's no way in a million years it'll happen again. And it happens Sunday night. (laughs) Paul George hits a full court shot to tie the game and send it to overtime, and it doesn't count because of the time. Watch the NBA. It's so much fun. (laughs) That also happened to the Miz at the NBA Celebrity Game. That's right, yeah. He hit one at half court. I mean, it's just half court shots are in. I don't understand. (laughs) All right, we are done today. Appreciate everybody who called in, commented, watched in, however you did. Appreciate Alex Darty and Jordan DeJani. You can find those interviews earlier today in the show on WNSR.com. No show tomorrow. Vandy Baseball. Uh, There's so much going on. We'll be back Wednesday, though. Everybody, remember, if nobody's told you, I love you and you matter. Have a great night. We'll see you guys Wednesday here on National Sports Radio.